Today's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. And I can say that to everyone before I say it just to mothers, because here's the truth. Guess without mothers, you wouldn't be here. Okay, just want to make you aware of that, all righty? Uh, but mothers, I am so thankful that, that we, we do have this opportunity. I appreciate Trudy giving the little history of it. Uh, I've always blamed it on Hallmark. But, um, but honestly, folks, to take the opportunity to just honor our moms is a great deal. Here's the thing I've said over and over again is that I have my mom today, 78 years old, lives in Belton, South Carolina. I've already tried to call her this morning. She didn't answer. Um, I think she was in Sunday school. But anyway, uh, I've had many moms in my life also. You know, as an adult, Peggy has, has, has been a mom to me in a lot of ways, right? So here's one of the things I, I, I always want to do is, is that if you're a mom this morning, I'm just going to ask you just to proudly raise your hand. Yeah, I'm a mom. Wow, that's cool. All right. Now, some of you may not be moms, and I recognize that for some that, that's, that's a heartache. But do you know what? That, that, I don't know how many kids were down in the front right here, but you can be a mom to a kid just about any time. Alrighty. So just acknowledge, just just realize that that there are people around you that need a mom, and and to be a mom is a cool thing. Alrighty. So uh, love on the people around you, uh, and I just want to say thank you. And we're just going to honor moms this morning. All right. I'll be honest. I mean, where where sometimes dads might give up, moms never do. All righty, so here we are. We're moving into First Chronicles a little deeper now. We were there last week, and I told you I don't like Kings and Chronicles because uh, this tells all the bad things that are going on. Uh, a, a statement was made in the prophet's class that I took, uh, as, as the king goes, so goes the nation. So when the king is corrupt, the nation becomes corrupt. But we are working our way through the Bible, and I've entitled all these messages, God Said It. God said it. We have the spoken word of God all around us. God spoke everything you see into existence. We have the written word of God. This is the word of God. Genesis to Revelation, all of it. Uh, uh, it, it doesn't simply contain the word of God. It is the word of God. I believe it all. God didn't call me to be an editor, so I don't get to cut any parts out because I don't like them, all right? We have the living word of God, which is Jesus himself. The word became flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. The glory is the only, of, only begotten of the Father. And so we've got the spoken word, the, the written word, the living word. And we have been working our way through the Bible. And I've said this several times. If you, Caleb, you got that picture up there? Did they insert that picture in the outline? No picture. I know they uploaded it, but it's not. All right. So, so I've been saying, all right, we have creation, fall, right? Sin. Then we've got the couple, the covenant. We've got the, the family, the people, the nation, the king. Uh, then the, the king of kings, the savior, we've got the body of Christ. And so that is the story of God's word from Genesis to Revelation. We've got the king of kings. And so, so when we look at the, pic, the pictures, the stories, the accounts of the Old Testament, what we're looking at is not simply the what happened then, but what we've got to consider is what God is doing. We've got to consider what it is that God has already uh, uh, set in motion for us. So when we look at, for instance, a David, which is, that's who we're going to look at today, David. Uh, but David was a dad. And David had a son named Solomon. 
And so David, so we had Saul. Saul was rejected by God. Remember, he, he, he got all full of himself, decided to be his own priest. God said, you're done. Anointed David, uh, called David up to be king. David rose up to be king and a great king and a, a consolidating and, and conquering king. And then his son Solomon comes next, and those are the three great kings of the United Kingdom, and then the kingdom fell apart and, and, and went ten and two, uh, right? And so, so today we're talking about um, what God said about David and Solomon. And basically what God said about David and Solomon was Solomon, not David. Solomon, not David. And we're going, wait a minute, but David was the one that was... All right, so what's the phrase that describes David? Who knows it? Man, is that not so common that everybody knows what it is? A man after God's own heart. What does that mean? Well, what is it? That's what we're going to investigate this morning. What does it mean for the testimony of David's life to be a man after God's own heart? Now, here's the challenge that you're going to have to face by the time we get to the end of this message is, are you after God's own heart? Are you a person after God's own heart? Are you one that just really wants to please the heart of God? All right, here's the text, 1 Chronicles 22, 6 through 13. I can preach it fast if y'all can listen to it fast. I'm just telling you. Verse 6 says, Then he summoned his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. David summoned Solomon and charged him to build the house, the temple. Verse 7, My son, David said, David said to Solomon, It was in my heart to build a house for the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me, You have shed much blood and waged great wars. You are not to build a house for my name because you have shed so much blood on the ground before me. But a son will be born to you. He will be a a man of rest. Some translations say a man of peace. Uh, He will be a man of rest. I will give him rest from all his surrounding enemies, for his name will be Solomon. Now, the name Solomon actually comes from the shalom that means peace. So his name will be Solomon. I will give peace and quiet to Israel during his reign. He is the one who will build a house for my name. He will be my son. I will be his father. I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Verse 11, now my son. May the Lord be with you, and may you succeed in building the house of the Lord your God as he said about you. Above all, may the Lord give you insight and understanding when he puts you in charge of Israel so that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then you will succeed if you carefully follow the statutes and ordinances the Lord commanded Moses for Israel. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged all right so david was a man after god's own heart that means if you go read the psalms that's where you're going to see david's heart see everybody always wants to ask yeah but what about bathsheba well well, what about uriah the hittite that he had killed well what what about you know everybody wants guess what people do that to you too right people do that to you people go oh you're a christian well what about that Right? People do that to me. You don't drive like... No, I'm sorry. I didn't go there. (laughs) But he was a man after God's own heart. It means that his heart, his heart was most concerned about God's heart. His, His first thought, when you read Psalms and things like that, you see that he, he just wanted to please God. 
right? And so, so what is it that, 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 that is after David's heart? David's heart is after God's heart. So, so what about this temple thing? Uh, and John did a great job at 810 and 925 preaching this whole message because uh, I had people as they were leaving going, Tell him he did a great job this morning. John did a great job preaching this morning. Uh, I was watching it on YouTube. Um, but David got into his palace and he looked around and he said, you know, here I'm living in this fancy place and, 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 and the ark of God, the, 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 the mercy seat of God is dwelling in a tent. I'm going to build God a temple. And, and, and God said, no, you're not. But your son is. All right, so, so if God somehow revealed to me something that my son ought to, should be doing, what becomes necessary in the father to ensure the son's success? You know, if Solomon is supposed to exalt and build the dwelling place of God, that it becomes incumbent upon the Father to do everything that he can to make sure he's successful. That's why it's so cool that Tyler and Chloe want to do this. this do they want Ruthie Lou to, to, to grow up and know Jesus? Absolutely. Right? And so what did they do? They said, all right, we're, we're going to dedicate our home. We're going to dedicate our lives. We're going to dedicate our family. We're going to dedicate our worship family, our worship community to serving God so that our kid gets a great example of what it means to serve God. You see that? So, so, so I, I started looking into David's heart. Now, all right, I'm not going there yet. I'm about to get ahead of myself, so stop. Acts 13, 21, this is what it says. Then they asked for a king. So, so in Acts, this is where Luke is giving Israel's history. All right, so remember a few weeks ago, I preached on the fact that Israel asked for a king, even though Samuel told them, when you get a king, you're not going to like it. Remember, I preached that. If you didn't see it, go back to Facebook, YouTube, whatever, it's in there. Uh, but, but Samuel had told him, you're going you're gonna to ask for a king, and then you're not going to like it. Right? So they asked for a king. They got King Saul. King Saul was proud. God deposed him. They got David. Right? David was a great conquering king. He consolidated all the land that God had promised to them. Right? But Solomon was the one who would be the king of peace. But here you go. It says, um, they, they asked for a king and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. After removing him, this is God, he raised up David as their king and testified about him, I have found David, the son of Jesse, to be a man after my own heart, comma. And you know why the comma's in there? Because this next phrase, who will carry out all my will? What, what makes a person after God's own heart? Obeying the will of God. Following after the will of God. David's heart was to follow after the will of God. Uh, who will carry out all my will? And, and, and see, this is where Samuel says to Saul, you know, it's not going to be you, Saul, because you didn't do what I commanded you to do. You see that? Folks, this is the thing that bugs me about, about editing the Bible. 
We live in a culture where they like to just cut out the parts they don't like. We live in a culture that says, oh, that was for 2,000 years ago, not today. Oh, no, I don't have to do that because that was a different culture and people group. No, the Word of God has revealed the heart of God, and the heart of God is that we obey Him. Okay? So so that's why I tell you, I've said it before, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not smart enough to be an editor of the Bible. Because I might would throw out something that that I'm not supposed to, right? Okay, so so, uh, David's heart was to be after God's heart, and God's heart is uh, revealed to us uh, as we follow the will of God. I have people all the time say, I'm just asking God what he wants me to do. And I'll say to him, I say, well, well, what has he told you to do in the past? Oh, well, yeah, that, that. I go, well, if you hadn't done that, how do you expect him to tell you the next thing? Right? If you hadn't obeyed God today, don't expect him to give you new instruction tomorrow. Okay? See, we, we, we want to defy the word of God. All right, so what is the point of this temple this this dwelling place for god god said look i've lived in a tent from here to there and yonder and and, and god basically told david i'm good with living in a tent but because i will have established peace in the land your son will build the temple and here's what david did and i love this got it he's he's flashing the red light at me y'all so i gotta hurry Here's what David did. David stored up gold and silver and bronze and cedar and cut stones. And he piled all of this stuff up while he was king, while he had influence over all the kingdoms around him. He stacked it all up for what reason? To please God, but to guarantee Solomon's success. Man, Solomon got ready. He's got the drawings. He's got the blueprints. Rolls them out on the table and said, Look, we've got everything we need to build God's house. Get to it. Right? Solomon. Now, we know Solomon wandered off after his wives, took the nation into idolatry, right? But guess what? The temple was built. The place of worship was established. God's name associated with the city and the temple. And then Paul says to you and I, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Folks, you want to know where God dwells today? Not in pointed buildings. He dwells right here. Is your heart after God's heart? See that? I could, yeah. The point. To build God's sanctuary for God's presence. We sang a song and only Scott remembers the decades because he's older than all of us. Sorry, Kelly, but where, where's Kelly? She's back there, yeah. Oh, Scott's still in here. Okay. Sorry, Scott, I didn't say that. 
I mentioned this the other day when we were talking about the outline and the message this morning. I said, you know, I said, I remember years ago singing that song, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. And Scott said, I remember singing that song in the 80s. Well, it's because none of us remember back that far, you know. But, but that's the truth, y'all. This is the sanctuary of God. This is where God's people meet. But this is the sanctuary of God. What are you doing to build God's sanctuary? Think about the building blocks. Think about the materials. You know, I, I, if, if you establish a bad foundation, your building's going to fall down. If you use poor materials, your building's going to fall down. See, build the sanctuary of God for the dwelling place of God. Obey the will of God and be after the heart of God. Okay? Man, we've got so much example of what it is that God has done in the lives of His people. Don't turn your back on Him. Follow hard after the will of God. Pray with me. Father, thank you for today. And God, I thank you. I, I thank you first just for moms. I thank you for my mom particularly. God, I thank you for her prayers. I thank you, God, that she's the one that shared Jesus with me. I thank you, God, that she did everything to nurture me to follow after you. God, I thank you for this, this worship community and, and the support and love that we share in this room and, and the encouragement we get in the Word of God that we might follow after you. God, we want to be a people after your own heart. Not just the king, not just David after your heart, but God, let us be a people after your heart. God, let us seek your face. God, let us follow hard after you. God, that we might be so close to you we don't miss not just what you're doing around us, but God, what you're doing in us. God, I thank you for every person here this morning. And, and God, the joy we can share together with Tyler and Chloe, the joy we can share together as we celebrate moms, but God, more than anything else, the joy that we can share together because we've gathered in your presence. God, if there's someone here this morning that doesn't know Jesus, God, that's their greatest need. Speak to their hearts this morning. But God, as we sing, we pray, God, that we would just respond to you as you ask. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.